Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi folks, Melting Pot is back with another exciting episode. Today I'm in conversation with Tanya Misra in Singapore and I'm actually sitting in Tanya's pottery studio and we've tried to kind of block out the noise as much as possible but whatever. Hey, I'm here to chat with Tanya. Um, Tanya is an architect and she's an urban planner who worked, um, I understand, in New York and in New Delhi for about 14 years and then decided um, to pursue her passion for pottery. And um, I'm so excited to, to be here and talking to Tanya today. Thank you so much. I know that you've just started your classes and despite that you found time to chat with me today. Thank so you very much for having me. Thank you and uh, welcome to Melting Pot. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have a chat like this, not done this before chat about myself. I've spoken a lot about architecture and pottery, but myself <laughs> is my the first time. Um, so uh, my journey has been uh, rather interesting, I would say. Um, I come from a family where uh, my mom is, a, is an artist, uh, a fashion designer from NIFT, and my father is an engineer from UCLA. So it was always either art or engineering. There was never an option for um, anything creative which is not technical enough so it had to be technical uh, even if you're a girl you have to be financially independent always so when I applied for uh, fine art and NID it was like no do something more technical do something which is uh, which has creativity but it should uh, have the sciences in it so architecture was the right fit I was very excited I had a great time uh, through my undergraduation and my master's. Um, I did my uh, undergrad in uh, Del New Delhi from Shushan School of Art and Architecture and I loved every bit of design. Then I worked with uh, Delhi Metro Railway Cor Corporation for a while uh, with uh, Professor S.K. Das. Uh, it was a very, very new project. Delhi was just getting a metro and everybody was very excited about the, the urban planning and the urban design part of it. And, 
was exciting to be part of that project then um, i was very confused what next and uh, so how long were you um, associated with the delhi metro project uh, almost 3 three, three and a half years yes okay 3 three, okay. three and a half years uh, and then um, after the third year fourth year i was uh, ready to do, take the next step because i really loved the urban planning and the urban design side of uh, the metro development so um, i did urban design at uh, columbia um there was a one one and a half year project uh, course and uh, also loved it but uh, we had very very varied projects and the parts which i loved was working on the highline at that time in new york uh, the new york times building and the surroundings so those are the projects which really exci- were exciting um did uh, architecture in the corporate world for a long period of time had a very interesting um urban design phase where those days they were doing a lot of uh, hotels all across the world so it was morocco turkey uh, istanbul russia so did a so you were uh, traveling to, to various all countries, these countries for the projects for okay. projects and yeah. uh, there was a this was a time when uh, every resort or every project that was being built uh, you had to take care of the community so if there there were olive garden farms in morocco and there's a resort coming up so how do you integrate the people of that area they can come and sell their olives in the resort how they can the resort can help them uh, grow their farms or how they could be a the community uh, would be part of the project so that was a very interesting phase of urban design where everything was uh, interlinked with the community um, and uh, yeah so it, that's when I did a lot of uh, resorts and I also did a lot of old age homes and hospitals. Old age homes and hospitals were the time when I first got introduced to clay. Uh we had to do a lot of uh, non toxic materials especially in the ICUs uh in the NIC ICUs of the babies where you cannot use any toxins any adhesives but you wanted lots of color and you wanted lots of textures. so um, clay and per se like polymer clays and natural clays were both introduced to me at that phase and i was doing a certification in green development phase so i uh, looked at clay in terms of tiles for the um, hotels also for the hospitals also for the old age homes then just life happened i had my uh, first child and uh, for both Uh, very very busy couples so we decided we wanted to come closer to home we applied in japan korea singapore and all uh, neighboring uh, places because my husband is in the banking sector and in a very specific banking sector where india was not uh, hadn't quite, quite developed, developed at yet. the time yeah so um 2011 moved to singapore and uh, i think i've never looked back i love love the place love the way it is for kids the safety and the uh, the mix of the western and the indian culture the the freedom for women in terms of uh, clothing never felt that there was any discrimination in terms of women working and but you would have seen that in in the states as well right well united states is different you go back to work uh, after 3 months of uh, pregnant uh, delivering your baby um, there is no help so yeah. you uh, for a woman uh, there are a lot of other things which 
you need to you consider. You need to consider yeah, to yeah. be an independent uh, working woman. And I think Singapore gives you the best, like it gives you the option to work, but you also have enough uh, reliable help. And uh, the weather is conducive, the kids don't have to be inside cooked up the half the year. So everything in terms of how to raise a baby and yet have my own passion and career was just perfect, I think, uh, in terms of the place. I did work in the architecture for six months, but uh, it wasn't the right fit for me in terms of the work culture. So, yes, so then uh, then came the interesting phase of what do I do next? (laughs) Uh, And uh, rebuilding something absolutely new. So clay was something which I thought worked very well uh, at that point because my son was really young. I did not want, like if I'm leaving corporate architecture, I don't want to uh, be going to another office. So what can I do at home? Uh, what is non-toxic and I can do while he's in the house. So I uh, picked up polymer clay and polymer clay is non-toxic, air dry and has very, very vibrant colors. So And it's easily available in easily Singapore? Easily available in okay. Singapore and all parts of the world actually. So then what did you start uh, doing with it? So I, uh, I I got really, really attracted to this particular style of uh, clay work in Japan, uh, which is deco clay, which does uh, floral art. It's photo-real floral art where you cannot distinguish in a photograph whether it's a real flower or a polymer clay flower. So I tried to take that uh, technique and I wanted to use it to replace fresh flowers in India. Fresh flowers are used a lot and abandoned very fast. So how do you reuse flowers and the beauty of flowers? How do you... Um, so the, so then it became about if I am going to work from home, I want to give more employment to other women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have uh, women's sustainability, um, sustainability in terms of flowers, non-toxic products and handmade goods. So mm-hmm. it was a combination of three things which I was uh, trying to achieve and I set up Tanya Clay Studio. Tanya Clay Studio is 10 years old now. Wow. And you set that up in? 2000. In Delhi. In Delhi. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I had, I had Tanya Clay Studio in Singapore and Delhi. Okay. But um, Delhi became a huge you know, grow. To grow. Yes, and because yeah. India is all about gifting, weddings, yeah. large weddings, large baby showers. Everything is in grand scale. And uh, I started getting uh, orders in hundreds and two hundreds for uh, hand-built floral pieces for gifting. So, and Tanya Clay Studio grew very fast and very organically. And we have like 90,000 followers on Tanya Clay on Facebook. And um, yes, so it's it's beautiful because it's all underprivileged women. There are 20 of them. It's um, all sustainable products. We use palm leaves from the villages of Orissa and Madras and Chennai, every part. And then we use uh, all the, like the, the dyeing arts in our products. And then we try to modernize it with the clay flowers. So we ha- we make from varan malas to wedding jewelry to bouquets and patineers and like. So what when you say dyeing art, what I mean? Can you give so, some specifics? So there is a there is a there are boxes made out of grass in Orissa. 
and uh, their round beautiful woven baskets but the need for those baskets have gone down because they used to be uh, used in puri jagannath for distribution and now with all these new available materials people don't use those hmm. so we use those as our gifting bo- boxes okay hand make all those boxes yes. and then okay so we okay. inherit the entire village we tell uh, all the women to make boxes just for us hmm. then we take those boxes so we give employment to the women as well as getting them not from a middleman but directly from the yeah, artisans yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, we obviously modernize them with our polymer clay flowers uh, but interestingly so we have uh, learned to make marigold jasmine uh, rajnigandha wow. in polymer clay so that's amazing so we get yeah. uh, we have the indian uh, although i learned it from japan yeah. those flowers are not part of the indian uh, japanese yeah, culture yeah, yeah, yeah. so so you improvised and yeah yes. wow that's amazing yeah but uh, then it was the next step tanya clay started becoming a business it was less and less of my artistic inputs i would give the outlook but the women started taking over which is great but uh, i had very little to do in singapore because all the production was happening in india the women were working in india the clients are from all across the world but things were getting shipped from india you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Pyle on this very unique and special podcast series Melting Pot. So I felt like okay I'm again becoming a business entity. Business entity <laughs> and yeah. crunching numbers. Yeah. So uh, that's when I thought uh, okay what's the next thing in clay and then I thought of ceramic of course is uh, a beautiful medium. Uh, and i was very attracted as an architect building materials big, are a big part of every architect so uh, lighting and especially um, lighting fixtures um, were very exciting i had a lot of tanya clay studio clients saying why can't you make this in porcelain why can't you make this flower i can use it as a agarbatti holder why can't this be a lid so then okay let me try let me see and dabble around with this material in So it started with these small things I would do and flowers and small pots. Um, so is there a different learning for porcelain or absolutely it's completely different? Completely different. Hmm. So porcelain is a material which has to go through firing twice in the kiln. If you cannot, uh, it, it is not air dried, and so once done, it has to go into the kiln for forty-eight hours before it becomes ceramic. and um, then i wanted to learn how to make it perfect on the wheel <laughs> so i went for courses in singapore and then i went for courses in france where i learned the technique techniques of, yeah, of yeah but then it's always uh, you know it's always an overlap of the architecture background then the flowers with tanya clay studio and then mix so you're never i would not call myself a potter but more a, more of a ceramic artist because it's got a mixture of a lot of different uh, backgrounds to it mm. Back- and also i'm i'm assuming you know the different materials different that you materials, use yeah. yes so yeah. i use a, a lot of bone china and porcelain because i love the whites and the translucent translucency of the whites and the lighting fixtures right the whites give yeah, yeah. and uh, i've also loved uh, doing flowers so the pristine color without the colors the flowers that come out with a blue background or a green background is just absolutely gorgeous for me hmm. so i try to uh, experiment a lot with 
Padmeham Studio. Padmeham Studio also uh, happened in a very interesting way. I was working alone. I was enjoying myself doing my own art pieces, and I would uh, go to Japan or England once a year to have an exhibition, get everything out there, love the exhibitions, and I was happy. Uh, my artistic side was satiated, <laughs> but um, I was working for an exhibition in Japan. I think uh, at that time I had made around hundred, hundred fifty pieces. Wow. Kept it in my so how long did it take you to do those 150 I had pieces? I worked for almost six months. Six months, okay. And I had kept it in my shelves in my studio, home studio. And I remember clearly that uh, I walked into the room to pick up something and one of the shelves broke. <gasps> oh my God. And they all collapsed one on top of the other. 150 pieces. pieces. Shattered. Shattered because oh there was God. somewhere raw, somewhere half fired, somewhere completely done painted and they crashed in. You must have been heartbroken. Oh yes. Oh I, my God. I, that was a turning point actually. <laughs> I um, cried a lot. I did not go into the room for a long time and I told my husband I think uh, it's time to make a change no more pottery for me I'm going to put my wheel uh, my pottery wheel um, on Craigslist and sell it off he said uh, are you sure yeah it's up to you you've done architecture you've done Tanya clay you want to do something else fine so I uh, posted it on Craigslist and I got a call from a very close friend oh I want to get the pottery wheel please don't sell it to anyone else but teach me how to work on the wheel and I was like I'm self-taught I really don't know how to teach I have never taught anyone like, no 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 just show me and she still she's my student still uh, she still comes for class uh, and uh, yeah that's the journey she so Sandhya came first and then her friend and one more friend and it's been word of mouth since then and so we are sitting on like 60 or 70 students wow who come to class um, uh, it was a very basic way of just WhatsApp and and slowly, slowly we've evolved into a studio where people come, they do their work. I'm not very rigid about what's the absolute technique and it should be exact. I want them to enjoy the process. And to create. Just to them. create. Yeah, yeah. And have a good time. And I think it's been great in terms of the journey and why things happen. Yeah, there's always a reason, right? There's For, always a yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what's happening with uh, Tanya Studios in India? Is it still It's still there? going, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's doing very well. Uh, yeah. My mom uh, is my partner. Okay. She's she's an artist too. So yeah, correct. when uh, yeah, yeah. studio opened in India, I was like, please take over production. Yeah. Because uh, she's a perfectionist and things get perfectly done. <laughs> I... Um, have the vision always but yeah. you know being having the vision and being the perfectionist and uh, have to have amazing social skills to have yeah. 20 women and uh, so we take care of their uh, mental health we take care of their uh, medical facilities their schools for the kids so it's been a family for 10 years and then what about you know like you were saying that in Orissa all the dying out that you are you know as much as you can you're trying to revive through Tanya Studio, Tanya Care is a clay studio. So, how do you are you still involved in these um, different villages? Yes, we, we do are. get. We uh, we actually have uh, also linked up with uh, many uh, 
NGOs which have uh, women uh, who are into trafficking, who have got, uh, who needs to be, who need to be rescued from trafficking. Right. And uh, these are young girls; they can't even go back to school right away. Hmm. So we take them up. Uh, we teach them flower. The, uh, the the conditions in the studio are beautiful. You are making flowers. You are with women. It's a safe neighborhood to work with. Um, and uh, then we rehabilitate them and then help them to go back to schools and education. So that's also been a big part of Tanya Clay Studio, where our reviving art is one part. Where uh, if we see that, like uh, weaving, recently we did weaving with palm leaves. And then we use those as boxes. Yeah. Or the same, um, yeah. there are some beautiful patchwork uh, done in Rajasthan, uh, where they use strips of old mill uh, cloth, and uh, they patch it together and do they do embroidery work. So we use the lining of all our wedding gifting with those patchwork lining. So we we do use try to use um, recycled materials, materials mm. which are going for waste. Um, but also we also work a lot with women and trying to help. Women uh, or really young girls nowadays uh, who are going through a tough time, and safety is a huge part of Indian society for yeah, women. Yeah, absolutely, and and I understand Delhi being Delhi being <laughs> Delhi. Yeah, Delhi so yes, being for Delhi. Winters we have yeah. to have transportation dropping them back because it gets dark very early. Yeah, they have young girls. They are single mothers with young girls, so they get their girls after tuition and they stay in the studio and study. So, so as a uh, as a uh, women organization, we have to understand that if the women are working, where do the kids go? If the yeah. women are uh, the kids are going for tuition, where do they come back to? Yeah. Or who do they have lunch with if they yeah. have come back yeah. from school? Yeah. So these yeah. are small things which has kept Tanya Clay Studio going, and it's a small family. They don't want to leave, and we don't want to close because it's just a beautiful. Uh, yeah, and you, I mean, you're giving back. In, in a very special way. Very special yeah. way. I mean, I, I interviewed this lady from... So she went into, you know, the... I can't remember the name of the area. So she came back from the US and then she wanted to help marginalized women. And so she went into this decoit area uh, in... I'm assuming in UP somewhere or MPO. And... Um, and how she developed these women and then, you know, and she then got, when they were able to be independent and, you know, they ran the whole uh, non-profit by themselves, then she decided to move on and she moved to Lucknow and then she started something similar there. So marginalized women, minor, women coming from minorities. So... I think it's such a beautiful thing to do and India has, you know, you can really open up your heart um, because there's so much happening and there's so many, you can, I mean, like for you, you reached out to 20 women and you're making a difference in their lives. Um, I think that's great. You know, it doesn't Thank have you. to be like 5,000. You start small and if you're able to help just these 20 women and they make a life for themselves. I think that's amazing. It's beautiful experience. Yeah. Even yeah. Uh, through these COVID months, it's been uh, tough uh, for single uh, people who've lived alone in Singapore. So it was really nice. There was uh, the, uh, 20 of my students reached out and said, 
Saturdays are very difficult. We feel very depressed when we are alone. We they just live alone. Like for us who have kids and husband, we, there's we things going on. There's right. things going yeah. on. And yeah. So I did a Zoom class for them, and I did I did do a lot of hand building and flowers. And their Saturdays just went by, and nice. they were so. Nice. It's it's also like for certain societies, it's about safety, security, and yeah. uh, well, money. But uh, for the other societies, it's also a lot of mental, mental. health. Mental, yeah, totally. And yeah. Uh, I think Padmeham helps a lot with mental health. I get uh, people from all across, so it's very uh, interesting to see people who've lost their partners, people who have young kids with special needs. So they just need a break from yeah yeah and, and a nice way to be able to you know create something yes, right yes yeah. absolutely wow that's amazing oh my god it's been so nice talking to you Tanya thank you so much and I wonder what's next <laughs> <laughs> hopefully pottery for some time good and then we'll see yeah <laughs> then you know there'll be this sudden some intervention kind of, yeah intervention where you then decide. move on but no and it's a very nice uh, studio thank you very much something very you know peaceful about it very zen about very it. zen about it yeah yeah so i'm i'm happy that despite you know the ambient sounds and everything i'm happy that you know we were able to actually chat here and yeah good luck with everything thank you so thank much thank you for being a part of melting pot thank you so much for having me over It was such a fun chat with Tanya. She has really journeyed not just in terms of location but also creatively and she's discovered her passion as a potter. Her setting up Tanya Clay Studio in Delhi supporting 20 women by providing them with livelihood also encouraging a revival of some dying arts in India is just so remarkable. Thank you for listening to Melting Pot with me Pyle. I will be back with another exciting episode. Until then, stay safe and stay happy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.